Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 254. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guests are the owners of Coupley Fit, Kurt and Deanna Mangum. They were so much fun to talk to, and they were so incredibly knowledgeable and so incredibly open about themselves as well. They're everything what they've been written about and so much more. Um, so we got to know them a little bit better and understand why they are so passionate about health and fitness. And so that'll lead us into a a little bit of our business side you can hear every episode of finding arizona podcast is at finding podcast.com we make it easy for you guys to connect uh it is also under finding arizona podcast on all of our social media uh, that's twitter instagram facebook all under finding arizona podcast and so last but not least if you want to become a super fan you can go do so it is patreon.com slash finding arizona podcast we have tiers for you guys to sign up that helps support us and then you can go and get bonus content in return that means our bonus podcast that is called fine examination for those of you who have seen it on instagram it is a lot of fun for us to record in person so that is 50 questions that we fill up with fun and it is only available at patreon.com slash finding arizona podcast and that is the end of our intro our little spiel but we are turning to our favorite part of the introduction here at finding arizona podcast it is our community cork board yes you can send us an event that you want to share and it's all for free you can send us a line over at finding arizona podcast at gmail.com and if you would like to also tell us what is going on with your community or just give us a little shout out for something that you are interested in wanting to do it all means a lot to us and we want to interconnect you guys with one another so one of my favorite things is always going to the desert botanical gardens and every couple of weeks they do an event and so one of the most recent events that they've started to do is called sort snoring sipping and you'll be able to drink and also you know entertain yourself at the desert botanical gardens it happens every friday every couple of fridays the next one that's coming up is september 11th and it is going to be i believe their beer night so go check that out over at desertbotanicalgardens.com and i will also just say that we are very excited for what's going on with our family if you have not already seen our blog or any of our posting we are having our first child and Brittany and I are very excited for what's to come. We have been working hard to make the family a little known what's going on, but also just um, being part of, you know, the actual pregnancy, you have to maintain a level head of, okay, we have to go through the steps of actually um, getting the baby healthy and ready to come home. But on top of that, we're also getting the house ready for this new member of our family. And so there's a lot of things going on. I would try and keep you guys connected. I try and record as much as I can, but we hope that you guys are keeping up with us on our video at YouTube at Finding Arizona Podcast. That is what I'm going to end with. But on a positive note, guys, please stay safe out there. We hope that you guys continue listening to us and connect with us. But we also hope that you guys are masking up. We're staying safe and keeping that social distancing alive. And so with that, I will say goodbye from us here at Finding Arizona Podcast and go uh, go forward into your lives enjoying more podcasts. This is episode number 254 with the owners of Coupley Fit. I will see you on the next episode. What is it you do and why do you do it? Here at Finding Arizona Podcast, we love to showcase that. And so do our friends at Every Impression Counts. They offer free strategy consultations so you can envision the possibilities for your business or idea, such as websites, social media management, 
paid advertising like the top of Google, along with advertising on Facebook, Instagram, Snap, video production, photography, podcasting, SEO, blogging, analytics, and so much more. In today's world, it's never been so cost-effective to produce and distribute content with the tools that you have at your disposal. If you've ever thought, what if, just have a convo with my friends at Every Impression Counts. You can find them at eic.agency or check out what they're up to by following them on Instagram and Facebook at Every Impression Counts and tell them Finding Arizona Podcast sent you. Let's do this. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose, and I, every week we bring in someone very special. Today, this this group, this special group there, this couple actually is coming in and we're sharing their story. Ladies and gentlemen, the owners and founders of Coupley Fit and the podcasters behind the magnetism of optimism. Ladies and gentlemen, Kurt and Deanna. Yes. Matt, Matt Mangum. Yes. Yes. Magnum, if you say it Magnum. fast. Okay. Awesome. Welcome <laughs> yeah, yes. to the Finding Arizona podcast. Hi. Hi. Thank, Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask you the first thing that we ask everyone. I know during the time of this pandemic, there's a lot of things going on, but we want to ask everyone, how are you guys doing? How's, you know, being home for this particular time? How are you guys handling it all? Oh. You know, <laughs> I have to take a deep breath. It's a deep, deep question, breath. yes. <laughs> I have to take a deep breath when it um, comes to that. You know, we have truly been so blessed um, during this time. When everything first happened mm-hmm. with COVID, um, we were... Oh, when everything first happened with COVID, <laughs> we were, um, like everybody else, just trying to figure out kind of what's the next step, right? Mm-hmm. What's the pivot? Thankfully, our business is already always been virtual so that wasn't a big kind of pivot there but it was more so for us because we're a benefit corporation and we use our business as a force for good it's like we need to use our business right now as a force for good because that's what really people need right now um and so for us it's been um rewarding in some ways but Mm -hmm. then it's also been um definitely difficult in some ways i know one thing for us that we're trying to figure out is because we're both working from home now um, you know, figuring out that space and figuring out kind of um, how that is going to work for I'm, both I'm, I'm going to just jump right in. So, <laughs> so the first, when we first started working from home, both of us were working from home, which wasn't normal. Yeah. I used to, I was leaving, going to the office. And so me, us both being from home, I kind of bumped Deanna out of her like yeah. normal workspace. Gotcha. Like, straight, just like deboated. Yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> You know, I'm, taking you know, over. I'm taking over, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> it's, it's mine. And, I, and it was like, okay. And so for literally a few weeks, she's like, I, I just feel like I'm not as productive. Like I'm doing, yeah. I'm like working out of the room versus like my normal desk. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, are you? Are you sure? Like maybe, maybe, maybe we need to like, you know, write in the agenda a little bit more. And she's like, no, like, I, I think I need my desk back. And so I was like, well, okay. The least I can do is like, we'll swap. Uh-huh. And we haven't swapped back. Like it's been, she feels like it's been like, re, like she's been slam dunking it ever since she's been back in her workspace. Awesome. So yeah. I feel like some of those things we had to figure out like on the fly right. of yeah. like, how do we both work from home together? How do we work from home with all of the snacks being so close? <laughs> like these are oh, all man. valid questions. Well, we're we're going to get into that because <laughs> the, like, honestly, I like you can see my setup here. I'm working from home. I'm here constantly. And so that's the one thing, you know, being that Brittany's pregnant, I'm kind of left here with all the snacks but she goes to work she's in the office because she's a central worker 
And so she goes out and she risks her life, you know, being out there. But I'm here with all the snacks and all the food and the animals and just like I'm like distracted because, you know, I, I want to be, you know, as great of a worker as I am in the office. But again, there's that there's that dynamic of your brain is in the in the room of this is my home. I can relax. There's not too much going like there's yes. not that level of importance to your work space quote like using that workspace um so you know that's that's the one thing i'm having trouble with is constantly snacking uh procrastination mm-hmm. being a big one but that's because i'm a big dog lover and i love my little girl <laughs> no, no, it was so, oh my god <laughs> yeah i wanted to be a vet growing up I oh yeah yeah nice. but here's the thing so science wasn't my favorite subject i was i, I loved like lunch and gym way yeah. more uh, so that was the first sign and then I also love dogs way too much. So, like, yeah. I was going to be, like, a vet that was, like, only dog only. Uh, like, <laughs> just turn, specific. Yeah. Turn away all the other animals. Like, sorry. all the other animals will pass. The bird, no. Cat, no. So sorry. We only deal with dogs only here. Dogs. This is a dog, dog only clinic. Yeah. Exactly. Dog only clinic. So, I was like, yeah. I think I need to explore other things. I just have to, like, visit dog parks. Yeah. Like, to fulfill that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm totally with you. And I think the other problem too for like, I know for me is that I'm in comfortable clothes like mm. at home a yep. little bit. So I feel like it's a little easier to like overeat when I have like the, the loose elastic yeah, right. on my sweatpants. I'm like, no big deal. Like these these sweatpants, I can eat right through this bag. Yeah. Right. Where like yeah. if I was yeah. in an office, it's like, I'd be more mindful. Yeah. I'd be like, is anybody watching, watching me? Watching? Yeah. It's like, are they judging right. me? Exactly. Like I bring, am I bringing home? Like when I go to work, it's like, you know, the guys that I work with, they bring lunch like from McDonald's or some other, and I feel better because I'm like, I'm going home for lunch and I'm, yeah. you know, eating right at home. And then I go back, I have an hour lunch. So I go back to work. And it's like, it's incredible for that kind of timeline, but it's, you know, it's different now. Like you said, sweatpants on, yeah. you know, every kind of snack in front of me. I'm just like, this is easy. Nothing's tight yet. It's like, exactly. <laughs> nothing's tight. I've got no reminder. There's no red flags. What scale? Uh, yeah. Exactly. We'll so, so, uh, the great thing about what we do here is just try to get the, the kind of behind the scenes and a deeper story about you guys. So then this is our routine first question is can you give us a little bit of your origin story and how you guys i already know because i've read the article but it's like i want everyone else to kind of hear it too what how did you guys meet oh man so we met it was new year's eve heading into 2013 um we did meet in scottsdale it was the club specifically. In the club, in the club. <laughs> it like, was. Like the do you 50, remember like the, the name? 50 Cent Club? Oh, I, Revolver. Do, Revolver. Revolver. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Revolver in Scottsdale. <laughs> what? Right there in Scottsdale, yes. New Year's Eve. That's the heart of Scottsdale. The, the heart, like the heart. And 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 so when I think about the night we met, and and it talks about it in the article, but like I always every year like New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. like my family, my my. My parents believed in like, we need to bring in the new year, like with faith. So we want to like, we want to be blessed this year. We want like prosperity. So like, let's be in church when the ball drops. Mm. But if you can imagine like some of these church services are like, it starts at normal time. Like it starts at like 530. 530, come on in, sit down. Until the ball drops. (laughs) Like we're here. And so if you can imagine as a kid, right, it's like, this is like the funnest night, mm-hmm. right? For like everybody's got plans, mm-hmm. parties, and I always I'm going out. Yeah. yeah. So I always really looked at it like as kind of a negative. I shouldn't have, right? But yeah. as a kid, you're like, I want to be out, I want to have fun. Mm-hmm. But 
full circle, I got to the age where like after, you know, I went to and got the word, I would like go out and do some fun things. So I always said that it was almost like some of those prayers and those nights were answered by me meeting Deanna this night out Aww, on, that is, on yeah. New Year's Eve, for you, sure. Totally. You built up good karma. For yeah. total, I feel like that's what it was. It was like yeah. God rewarding me. Not saying stay in the club, but more so saying yeah, they're like, yeah, exactly. I'm going to bring a blessing to you, even though you're out of the club type exactly. of thing. You know what? I feel exactly. like, I'll, I'll tell you what. I feel the same way about how Brittany and I met. It's really kind of funny, though, because Brittany and I met working. And so she owned her she owned a business and she had an office that um, was a co-working office. So I, at the time, just graduated um bachelor's or not bachelor, my master's in landscape architecture. So I was working for another landscape architect and he had an office in that same building. And so I had just recently ended a relationship and it was, I was kind of down in the dumps and really it was just kind of living with my parents because I'm straight out of college. Yeah. I lost, like um, I had gotten kicked out of uh, an apartment. So it's like, I was really like in a slump. It was mm -hmm. downward. And so meeting Brit was kind of like a highlight and just kind of really, um, oh, there's this pretty girl who owns a business who's talking to me, who thinks I'm, you know, at least funny enough to talk to. And I was like, OK, this is fun. This is making me feel good. And this is someone that I routinely like can meet and kind of talk to. And so the funny thing, how we tell the story is. She asked me for my Wi-Fi password, and that's kind of how it all started. Yes. <laughs> it started with the Wi-Fi. Well, start Wi-Fi. Then you borrow the charger, and then you, you know, it came down to it was her birthday. She invited me out for drinks, and then you know, it's just we went on our first date. So it's just like it all. It it was the universe saying, "Okay, we understand you're going through a rough time. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you a little bit of sugar." Here it is. It, it's, I'm, I'm so glad you shared that story. And I feel like that blessing of the two can do it, of, mm -hmm. you know, having somebody else for that accountability for, you know, even that motivation in a yeah. sense, right? For even though I'm going through a tough time, mm -hmm. help lift how we lift each other up. Yeah. And to have it in your partner is so powerful. And I, I truly connect with that because when I met Deanna, I was coming out of college. I just got my master's degree in sports science, but I had a, a really bad hamstring injury yeah. um, on my NFL pro day. Yeah, um, so I was going like, to ask you about yes. that. Yeah. I was oh, like, man. well, that's kind of my conversation piece is that, you know, you like you went through that trial and you had your hamstring, you know, I don't know if it gave out on you or if it was a strain or whatever, but you do it in front of NFL scouts, one, your top moment, the moment where you're supposed to shine. And that, you know, it really does hit a number soul wise, you know, professional wise, oh, everything. And I wanted to ask you. You know, you being, you know, you just said you just met her during that time afterwards. You know, what was that like experience? And you were going into, I'm sorry, but no, yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm glad you asked. Because mm -hmm. to be honest, this is probably the, one of the first times I've actually talked about it because yeah. for a while I didn't even and the first time he actually mentioned it was in the article I was oh, probably wow. the only other one that he's ever mentioned it to so this is really him mm -hmm. kind of coming out he was really just very nervous about it because you know especially when your whole when you are an athlete and for him it was with football mm -hmm. it's all about like NFL if I don't basically if you don't make it then I wasn't good enough or yeah. you know there's just all of these negative thoughts that go through your head and so he had to go through that phase mm -hmm. and we went through that phase together wasn't you know it wasn't the easiest per se but yeah. he had to really find himself after football but it all happened from when you um, pulled your hamstring I mean well I'm gonna start off by saying it and, and I think to give even like a little bit of an 
earlier to how I got to the mentality of like it's like this NFL expectation. Mm -hmm. I was surrounded. I had a really great opportunity just in general to get to college and get a scholarship. Yeah. Um, I was underrated. So when I was in my senior year, I had zero scholarship offers. Wow. Um, and I hadn't started uh, until my senior year. Wow. So if you can imagine, yeah. like mm -hmm. not so like junior year, something else started, bench, or yeah. like you're rotating, right? Yeah. So you feel like you should be playing. You have the talent, mm -hmm. but you just didn't get start. And so my senior year, and I moved also. So I moved from Michigan. My family uprooted. Wow. This is the time of the recession. Yeah. To Arizona. To Chandler. To Chandler, Chandler High. Chandler High. Yeah. Come on, Chandler Wolf. So um, Chandler gave they gave me an opportunity, and yeah. so we had a lot of other like really really great players on the team that I joined. Yeah. So they had all of these scouts coming to like watch them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Deion Jordan, who's the number three overall pick to the Dolphins. Yeah. Mark Anthony was a, was a uh, draft pick by the Baltimore Ravens. Like these wow. were guys that yeah. were in my same class. Awesome. And so that's kind of how the expectation was like, oh no, like we're all gonna, you know, ex like reach this level. And so on this pro day, uh, all the scouts are there. I flew back to Ohio. I'm feeling like ready. I'm feeling I'm in great shape. But really the truth was is that I was scared mm -hmm. going into the pro day because I hadn't run a full speed 40 yard dash true, like a full speed one without pain the entire time I was training. Wow. And so a lot of people don't know this. So before um, my pro day, I played in two like kind of all-star games mm -hmm. or like, so one was the NFL PA um, NFL Players Association Collegiate Bowl. So they have like top players from all different colleges come and play in the game. And yeah. so that was the second game though that I played in in two weeks. Wow. So I played in one game. I got invited to the second game and I drove with like jumped in the car, drove to that other game. And I yeah. missed like the first couple of days of practice. So like I just jumped. And so I literally felt like it get aggravated mm -hmm. running down on kickoff because wow. you're, you're putting in like you're trying to perform your best and there's scouts at these uh, events as well, at these practices. Yeah. So uh, on the pro day, when it when it pulled, it was almost like it was on my first forty yard dash. So if you can imagine, like um, getting stopped in your tracks, mm -hmm. and it was so bad that it, they thought I popped, like I popped my calf because it yeah. it popped and it was visible and my ankle rolled. So now, oh. like immediately, I'm like limping to the you know the like the medical area mm -hmm. to like they're icing it because they don't even want to like do anything right now because it's inflamed. And the scouts are coming in and they're like, you know, can you finish? Like, can you go? Yeah, can like, you finish? Can, can you, you finish? Can yeah. you go? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I the answer is in my mind, it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I can, I can go. Right? I can mentally I can end this. Mentally yeah. go, but physically, I I can't even put pressure on this leg. Mm. Um, and so I, I just felt like, like, man, is this dream, like, is it over? Like, mm -hmm. is I put in all of this time, this work and, and you really just like, those are all the thoughts. So you go through a depression, you go yeah. through a time of also wondering what's next because, you know, my, I had those friends get their name called, right? My high school buddies mm -hmm. are now getting called to the draft and it's like, now I'm, I'm in my family's business, uh, you know, making coffees. Yeah. Right. Like that's literally what was next. And it was just like, from from yeah. here, you know what I mean? Here to yeah. there, yeah, yeah. Here to here, like yeah. really, really fast. Yeah. And it was it was really tough. Have you seen the HBO documentary? It's called The Weight of Gold, and it's um all the I Olympians. See it. It's really good. Is and it? It's the same. It's the same premise. The idea is that these Olympians are self-sufficient they're self you know buying all this equipment in the early starts they're not you know they're training and they have to go through all the training all the work and all the perils of like trying to get to the olympic stage but a lot of people don't understand it's a lot of isolation a lot of oh, yeah. 
solo time, a lot of hard work mentally to, and sacrifice to get there. But then for some, you know, they get there and then there's no accountability from the Olympic. They just want you to be elite, but they don't, they don't understand to be elite. You have to have kind of a, a backing, someone to help you out or some kind of, and then, you know, guys like, um, they were showing, uh, the swimmers, the, the other guys, but it's like, the mental aspect of if you don't win gold and it's your last yeah. chance or you don't succeed in becoming an Olympic medalist or all these things and then they just kick you out or you wash out or whatever it may be. There's that level, like you said, there's that level of depression that they go through even during one that while they're in the camp, oh, yeah. you know, there's all that. And, you know, they go into some of the guys who are so depressed that, you know, they end up suicide and things like that. And it's so hard to you know, hear these elite athletes, one of a kind athletes mm -hmm. say, I'm not mentally okay. Yeah. Like, it's just heartbreaking to hear that. And it's, it's incredible to see certain people like yourself and certain athletes kind of go through that redevelopment stage where they're just like, I'm down here. I need to build myself up. And how do I do that? Certain people don't make it, but others, you, their story is so beautiful right. to see triumph you know super failure but going and saying i'm okay i can do this again i can build myself up from the ground up i just you know hear that and i remember watching you know i only watched a few like the last bits of it because it was on tv and i caught it last minute i was like wow and it's just it blew my mind away to like it's incredible to see athletes kind of go through that in a sense of a personal level because you don't see that you just see success right. i'm good i'm then on the wheaties box yeah i'm right. the i'm the i'm the yeah i'm the athlete look at my ig like all that yeah. stuff totally. you know so it's just incredible to hear your 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 story of you know this perils and you know success but also um some challenges along the way no, yeah no time and I, I i really appreciate you even asking about it of course because, of course you know, when i think back i mean it's like six or seven years go mm -hmm. by and you like you don't even talk about it and it's almost like you don't even mention it like it didn't really happen yeah and um and for me i had to really i would say two things obviously my our faith was mm -hmm. the biggest one um just realizing i have to refine i have to find my purpose it's almost like a rebirth in a sense yeah. of yeah that's I, what i was gonna say finding your identity again because i one thing i noticed um especially with you but other nfl players that we've talked to too or just even collegiate players that were at that level is just they're so focused, their mind is only uh -huh. on NFL, 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 mm -hmm. or making it professionally that it's when that doesn't happen, or even when that's over, it's now like, well, who am I? Yeah. I was, I always identified as being this person, and now I have to find out exactly who I am. And that's what we went through together. And there was, you know, a lot of mm -hmm. ups and downs because there's anger. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, there's anger, there's denial. It's almost like going through the seven stages of like grieving yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Because you did technically lose something. Yeah. You know, there's that loss there. And w one of the aspects that I wanted to ask you as part of the couple part is that you went to school and got your degree in psychology. Mm -hmm. And so when you were meeting him and kind of seeing this um, you know, person kind of develop or even just, you know, seeing his personality at that time in his timeline. Mm -hmm. Where were you at, like with your studies and like, how did you kind of take those things and kind of did it? Because I know in the in the article, you didn't want to date an athlete yeah. or you didn't want to be a part of that, you know, dating athletes. Right. What my first question is, what made you say yes 
to him, especially being that that was your code, like yeah. that was <laughs> that was what you were believing in. Mm-hmm. And then on, on another aspect, what did your teaching, what did your education kind of help you help him or what did it help you help yourself in your relationship together? Yes. Um, so it's very interesting. When we first met each other, um, I just finished my bachelor's um, okay. in psychology. So I just finished, I was just getting out and I was like, oh, I'm going to go get my master's. Like I had my plan of what I was going to do. Um, but ultimately really what happened for us is we were able to sit down and just communicate. I think that was something that he needed a little bit more help on because for him, he turned more towards anger Mm -hmm. rather than expressing himself. So I was like, Hey, listen, I know you're not angry at me. So even if you're projecting onto me, I know it's displaced anger. So that's fine. Yeah. Let's more so get to the root of it. What's the, why are you feeling like this or why are you acting out? And so, um, that was something for us that just helped us in the beginning of our relationship, the over communication and just understanding that, you know, um, it's not that he'll never be an athlete. And I think that's something else that he also had to look at too, is, you know, when he goes out to Chandler high school, um, and he helps these kids for the past four years, um, you know, whether it's the linebackers, whether it's Mm -hmm. like the defense, it doesn't matter. He's out there and they're like, Oh my gosh, you're like a real athlete. (laughs) Where did you play? Like that's, and that's what I always try to tell him even now is like, you'll never not be an athlete. Mm -hmm. That's who you are. It's instilled in you. Um, But truthfully, what made him different and what made me kind of, I guess, change my code in that sense was um, he was truly just so kind and his heart was so big. Um, I don't think a lot of people saw that Mm -hmm. from him because he always had this kind of like big exterior, but like really deep down inside, he literally is like not only the nicest person, but also just so kind and genuine is always looking out for other people. How can I help you before Mm -hmm. I help myself? And so that was something for me. I was like, well, that's so different. That's not something that I normally come across, especially an athlete. So that's very different. I was like, let's just kind of talk. And then from there just was such an easy conversation. I mean, we had the same humor, Mm -hmm. like we're sending each other videos and he had a a lot of selfies for me, but that's okay. You know, (laughs) what what a selfie. Let me just add in here. Oh Oh, yeah. The selfies came about because again, it was a new year's Eve night. So there may have been some drinking involved on both ends. (laughs) She didn't remember. She didn't really remember what I looked like. So I'm like, Hey, this is Kurt. She's like, who? And I dropped my phone. So she's like, she dropped her phone. I'm like, yeah, sure. You broke your phone. (laughs) You don't remember giving me your phone number. Right. So (laughs) there was like this whole back and forth, but I just wanted to piggyback and say, I I never, I remember the moment when I kind of, when I knew like she was different Mm -hmm. and that was really the big thing for me too, was that, um, you know, we were getting to know each other. And this was like before we're like, we're dating or anything mm-hmm. like that. But my car had a Honda Accord, oh, yeah. like since college, like I had this all throughout college. Like this was like my, my baby, gold, my gold, gold Honda gold. Accord. Ah. And so my, and it's older too, if yeah. you can imagine. Yep. So my, my Honda Accord, like just for some reason, just gives out on me. Like battery dies just out of nowhere. And you, if you know yeah. Hondas, they ride forever. Yeah, right? they're yeah. Like, Oh no, my brother has, still has his. <laughs> yeah, like, for They're awesome it's like it's, it's awesome cars. So um, I'm like, what's wrong with my Honda? So I literally reached out to, in those moments, right, when like something strange, like out of, like auspicious happens and like my car's not starting and I have like plans that week. So mm-hmm. I'm like reaching out to people that I know, like friends, both guys and girls that I know. And like, Literally, everybody's got like an excuse, like a reason why they're busy, like why yeah, they can't yeah. help me. Like, and I just was just like, I'm gonna throw a Hail Mary and just like <laughs> ask DM. Like, we're not like on that type of like level. Can yet. you help me out? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, like, like <laughs> I totally expect her to say no. And she's like, Oh, like, yeah, like I'm free tomorrow after work. And she's work, she's like, she's finishing school, she's working like full time yeah. at the time. And like, she's like, Oh, yeah, like I'll 
pick you up. She's like, oh, yeah. Like, are you hungry? Like, you know, grab some lunch. And like, and she's like, oh, I'll treat. I'm just like, what you don't know is, is like, I probably have like zero dollars in my wallet. <laughs> right. Like, I need to get this car. I'm worried about this car. Mm-hmm. I have nobody like to necessarily like help me in this moment. And like your kindness, like her kindness in just a moment like mm-hmm. that was like, wow, like, it was so different outside of like the attraction and all that kind of yeah. stuff. It was just was like so much bigger. Yeah. Uh, so that was like a real big thing early on, yeah. I'd say. I think that kind of goes with us too. There was a moment where Britt, um, accident, she was going somewhere and she got a flat. And so I was the one who came to the Save the day, Save, Save the, the day. the day. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And that was, I think that was, and I think, I think that was one of the, one of the pivotal points where she is like, I like this guy or like this guy's the, this guy's right for me. Yeah. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, honestly, there's a lot, there's a lot that you guys do and I'm really want to, I want to get into it because because your business is is incredible what you guys do together um one of the things that i want to ask you about is i can because i think that's a big part of what we try and you know establish here is connection and nonprofit work and just kind of getting to understand what you guys do besides your business um can you give us a little bit of insight what you work for like how you guys work with i can yeah i'm so glad you asked um <laughs> we love them so much we love i can and <laughs> What a lot of people don't necessarily know when they see like Coupley Fit and they see social media, Coupley Fit, our mission is to create generational health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so with ICANN being youth free youth development programs for kids, mm-hmm. it was so aligned mm-hmm. and it's right in the Chandler community. So they're Got part it. of the Chandler Unified School District where I graduated from Chandler. So yeah. right down the street and you have a lot of classmates that I had that were a part of ICANN, yeah. but the community that ICANN serves, a lot of people don't necessarily know this, but seven, when they think about downtown Chandler, but seven out of 10 kids in that area that they serve are living in extreme poverty. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about a family of four or more surviving on only $25,000 a year mm-hmm. for the year. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of that four out of 10 kids are going hungry at night. So mm-hmm. to be able to help the youth was so important to us. And mm-hmm. so we had an opportunity where they have their health and wellness fair that's every year. This year was postponed because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but the last three years we've been able to volunteer and we get a chance to engage with the with the kids, their yeah. families. It's like a t- it's free. Yeah. Uh, they can just come out, get active, make it fun, though. And so we really wanted to make activity and health uh, simple and fun and, and easy to understand and to join in for a kid that has no idea what like a carbohydrate is or right. what it, you know, what's cardio or what's, you know, not really knowing what anything necessarily means as far as fitness, sure. but just helping them on that journey. And so that's really how we got started with like giving it at ICANN and really built that, that bridge and relationship. Yeah. What was, what was the first like volunteer like for you guys? Could I, cause I can imagine like with us, like with, you know, volunteering, we're always on board to like volunteer. So, but we always go in with like positive minds and like not knowing what it is. We're just going to go and, and do our best to that. But I mean, there's a level of like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm just here to like help. And it was like, what was that first volunteer like? I mean, I can imagine it it being working with children and all of that. It's like, it's a big thing. Yeah. The first one. So we, the great thing is, is that we were um, in charge of doing a boot camp. So we were in charge Uh, of doing something really fun and interactive, which made it a little bit easier in that sense. And we even had one of our um, friends, DJ Take Two, he made a whole children's playlist that was like really upbeat and stuff. So we had, um, I mean, an entire basketball court that we could have all the kids. We had yoga mats, we had cones. Nice. Kurt saw, has them out there doing like football drills. <laughs> <laughs> Again, always an athlete. Um, football I, drills. 
I was going to say, hopefully not Oklahoma's. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no there, there, were, there were no helmets or shoulder pads required. Yeah, that, was, that was back in my, like, that, when that I was serious. doing football, that was one of the serious. Oh, that was <laughs> like, serious. Yeah, that's okay. serious. Uh, I enjoyed it because I was yeah. one of the bigger guys. So I was yes. like, I was like, but that was in middle school. Like, I was enjoying it. But go continue, please. <laughs> that's, that's too funny. Um, but the, um, the kids were, one thing that we noticed when the, definitely during the first one that we did was, mm-hmm. It's almost like the kids were yearning for this type of interaction, for Mm -hmm. this type of kind of camaraderie. And the great thing was, is that it wasn't just the kids. It was also their grandparents or their guardians or their aunts and uncles. So ultimately, it was so just great to see that we would see just a couple of kids come and they would do like push-up challenges nice. and things like that. Then you see a couple more kids come over and they're doing sit-up challenges. Then all of a sudden you see the family start getting involved Love and it. it's like the moms are holding their kids' feet and everyone's having like a great time. Good. But ultimately, you know, like at the end of the day where they are going to um, be going and it's ne- not necessarily um, always the most positive environment. So just that little bit of interaction that they could have where it was really just upbeat and they felt like, man, this is not only a safe place, but I'm getting healthy. I'm feeling better mm-hmm. and I'm having fun. Um, that was something for us that that energy we literally like thrive off of. So the next time we went, we tried to make it better. And the next time we went, yeah. we tried to make it better. So we're always trying to just make it better for them so they can continue to feel that, that, that love and affection from us truthfully. Cause that's what we want them to feel when we are like exuding our passion. Absolutely. And Deanna, I want you to share your, also the experience you had with the one young lady, one young girl. Um, right. that lost her mom and her sister. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So um, I had this young girl. She might have been eight or nine, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, she was coming over to the area where everyone was getting active. She had four brothers, and she was the only girl, and she was the youngest. Wow. So all four of the brothers, they're out doing their own thing. Like, they're teamed up, and they're yeah. they're, they're each other's two can do it. So she's like, can I come in? And they're yeah. just like, no. Put stay, her in the face. Yeah, yeah. Stay over there. Like, little girl, you know? <laughs> and so I was like, well, I'll be your partner. So ended up being her partner, and she's telling me that her mom and her sister passed away in a car accident um, a few years before. And truthfully, you know, I saw some black and blues on her. Mm-hmm. Just You just never know, but it, it was very just... Um, something that you're just become aware of. And yeah. so um, we were doing, you know, squats and we're doing push-ups, and she is just like beaming. I mean, just beaming from ear to ear. Yeah. And it just looked like she just needed some sort of, you know, engagement, like motivation and For some sure. sort of just like connection that will keep her going. And um, she just like literally blooms by the end of the um, uh, um, fitness fair. She was like bouncing from every single person like, <laughs> hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? How you doing? She yeah. just like came out of her shell. shell. Yeah. And it was something, again, so rewarding. And I know for me, I am um, looking to be an I can mentor myself mm-hmm. so that I can help, again, you know, young girls, young boys to help them really be their best selves. And yeah. just even if it's a little bit of guidance, motivation, encouragement, be that yeah. person. Isn't it beautiful just to see someone exude themselves, like be themselves in just a few minutes of physical activity yes. of like something so simple as doing a push-up or doing a couple of sit-ups and just feeling just a little bit different, just a little bit, you know, positive from movement, from energy that you build up yourself and just kind of, it just all flows out of you with just a simple couple of minutes of physical activity. And and I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because I think about right now with COVID, you know, Mm -hmm. it being more evident than ever right now, I believe it's, there was a stat that came out, um, Arizonians are 30% less active right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
So we're and it's just so that. hot. It's yeah. so hot, right? Yeah. You're COVID, you're, in, you're yeah. home for a lot of yeah. people. Mm-hmm. So you have that dynamic. But what a lot of people also don't necessarily know, the area that I can serves in Maricopa County, Maricopa County has the second highest obesity, obesity rate, rate in the mm-hmm. nation. Wow. Mm-hmm. For inc- youth. So we're talking about youth obesity rate in the nation. So yeah. we're talking about kids wearing, and I was that kid. Like my nickname as a kid was Buddha because I had a round belly and a round face. Wow. And it was like, you know, poke them in the belly. Like it, yeah. And and still like it, until mm-hmm. like a year or two ago, like I, that still like bothered me. Like mm-hmm. it, like my blood would boil. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I yeah, like, yeah. Don't call me that. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. But because you still remember how you felt in those moments. And so to be able to come out of that, kind of cocoon or that shell and to see that young lady, you know, a young girl come out of that and, and really blossom into just in, in one moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But think about how that feels when you start feeling better. And that's a part of why we just continue giving back and why we love I can so much. Mm-hmm. And think about what you guys promote is that longevity of, you yes. know, continuous um, activity and, and working through your health and wellness. Um, one of the things that I want to bring up is your guys's um, uh, philosophy for Swan and um, explain that to people and how you guys go about your programs. Oh, I, yes. I love that you asked about Swan. So yes. Swan signifies transformation, mm-hmm. but Swan is an acronym. So the S stands for sleep. The W, w is water. The A stands for activity. And the N is nutrition. So we wanted to create four simple, it's our Coupley Fit acronym, but it's four simple ways Mm -hmm. that if you just make one swan change, so one thing every day. So if you get, if you slept for five hours yesterday, get one more hour today, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's going to feel more rejuvenated. Your body's going to heal by resting. Mm -hmm. Um, If you, if you had, you know, no water yesterday, or if you had two glasses, just have one more. Or, you know, one more cut because you're going to clear debris in the brain. We're going to start feeling better because we're hydrated, especially Arizona, 114 degrees, right? And then activity, just like you talked about, only a few minutes. And activity doesn't have to be traditional, like a boot camp or a workout. Mm -hmm. It could be parking a little bit further and walking. Mm-hmm. Taking, Taking the stairs, stairs. Yeah, exactly. stairs instead of the elevator, yep. right? Those little things, though, that 15 minutes or that 10 minutes or that walking will reduce stress. Mm-hmm. It improves mood. And, and also that waistline, right? That waistband we talked about, <laughs> we'll see a difference there as well. And then the end of nutrition, you're certified nutrition and wellness. So give it a little nutrition. Uh, yeah, just really it's focusing on smaller, healthier meals more. Because yep. if you think about it, especially when we're at work um, or when we were at work, we were having maybe one meal per day or having two meals per day. But ultimately, when we see that we're having smaller meals more, you're going to be hungry. You're speeding up your metabolism, but ultimately you're creating those healthy eating habits and healthy eating patterns that are going to make sure that you create that lifestyle change rather than just doing like a diet, a trend, a fad, something like that, that ultimately isn't sustainable. But when you are again, smaller, healthier meals, more something that's sustainable Mm -hmm. and can create that lifestyle change. Yeah. And I love that you guys um, promote that like little changes. It's not, it's not dramatic. It's not changing your whole life. And I've always advocated for that it's every little bit counts is here and there and even if you like you said even if you park at the end of the lot and yes. you just make that attempt to walk further it's it's that that's going to make the biggest difference and just doing that every day in every little way that yeah. you can and and i've i've been like that i mean i was a bigger guy in in high school but then i joined the incredible thing for me is that I, I actually hurt my collarbone um, practicing on the middle linebacker. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was a quarterback and then I um, got we were doing tackling practice and the middle linebacker is like twice my size. So yeah. he just like blew right through my shoulder. Oh, and so, no. yeah. So then I joined cross country and at my high school, cross country is kind of 
bigger than football. It's the thing they've been not uh, statewide champions for a long time. What high school? Um, it's actually in the two A division. It's Hopi Junior Senior High School. I'm Native American on my mom's side, so oh, I grew up up north. Wonderful. Yeah, on the yes. Hopi high, on Hopi reservation. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, perfect. So they that cross country is a little bit more traditional because they do a lot of traditional dances that promote running and things like that in oh. everyday life. So running for those guys was literally everyday life. And I had moved from Philadelphia. And so joining cross country, I was the slowest guy. I was literally the oh. last guy. But I'll tell you this, I pushed myself mentally, yes. physically, every day. My cousin would come home and like, tell me, we got to go run. We got to go do something. Yes, That's two can, can do it. it. That was your cousin. Yes. 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 And so he pushed me. And so it wasn't until my senior year that I got to run for state. And I, I ran for state as the seventh man. And it was because of my time. It was very close for that year. And it was because of my time. I beat out a couple of guys that we won state. And yes. So, oh, that's so exciting. That was, that was my success story. Well, I love <laughs> like, it. That's it's awesome. Like, yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the fact that like you guys promote the little things and that, that your story of like, tr you know, challenges to triumph that really just, it brings me closer to you guys because that is exactly what I did to succeed. Yes. So that gives me that just so you know that literally gives yes, me goosebumps. I, Thank you. Uh, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. And that's exactly what everybody has their story. story yeah. Right? Exactly. Like everybody has their story. And I cried to my coach. I was like, literally, I, I'm the slowest guy. I want to get better. I don't know what to do. These guys are beating me out like minutes ahead of me. He's like, you have to understand it's like they're doing running every single day. They've been doing it since they were right. four years old. Right. He's like, you may not be the fastest right now, but keep doing what you're doing. You follow their lead. Take the take on the challenge. And so I was like, okay. So I just kept pushing myself, kept pushing yes. myself. And yes. that's exactly what happened. So. Yes. And it's even um, something I even heard you say. It's really just having compassion for yourself in those mm -hmm. moments. Understanding that, hey, you know, I may be the slowest, but if I just keep working every single day, mm -hmm. I go running, I'm out there with my cousin, I'm going to get better. And it's ultimately the process, right? You have to fall in love with the process before you fall in love yep. with the end like the end game. Um, so that's I love just hearing that Thank story. You. Yeah, that's Thank absolutely you. amazing. And, and congratulations, too. That's <laughs> I know, awesome. I feel, like, I feel like you just okay, won. Yeah, like, like, I just that's like oh, no that's so amazing yeah. um and i and i just love the fact that you talked about how you know those moments you still remember mm -hmm. right yeah, like, you never, oh yeah it's it hard yeah this was i mean again like i said i was the biggest guy but like that senior year i lost 90 pounds so i was like i was super thrilled to like be a part of the team be a part of the whole experience being a part of the camaraderie like the brotherhood and it was for me I won't forget any of that, like two years of like just straight running, 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 running. It's still part of me. I run. I just finished a 10K yes. um, a couple weeks ago. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Kurt loves to run, too. I like, do. that's really Dude, I'm let's I'm run sometime. So, I'll, pass. <laughs> I'll pass on that. But no, I, no, that, that is so awesome. Let, let me ask you this, because you just you touched on something and I, I don't want to gloss over it. Yeah. 90 pounds is. Yeah, like, exactly. A, a, is, that's a person. Yeah, right? it is. What, what would you say the biggest difference that you felt? From pre the ninety pounds yeah. to right. post the ninety pounds, what was the biggest difference? Was it physical? Was it mental? It was right. mental for oh. sure. It was definitely mental. The mental aspect of, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be okay. Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be. Even though I'm like, not the greatest runner, I'm still, I'm still working at. It. I'm still hard worker. I have the, I have the belief and courage in myself to do everything that I need to do. And, and still on top of that, go to school and go to all do all these other things. 
And so it was definitely a mental aspect of like, you know, when you're when you're feeling that way, when I was bigger, I was like, yeah, I'm down in the dumps. I don't feel like myself. I don't feel positive. I don't Mm -hmm. feel like who I am is the right person. But after working so hard and seeing all the little little things tick up and upwards and and seeing people's reactions and seeing my coach kind of give me the thumbs up, like you're doing better, keep going, keep going. And seeing all the other guys kind of like, way to go, Jose, you got it, you got it. And so all of that was like positivity, like, yes, I, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. So yes. I love that. I, so I, I get, I get choked up talking about it because again, it's like, it's a brotherhood. It's like those guys and my cousin passed away a little bit after um, I went to college and things like that. So remembering him and what he, I mean, he gave up his, he, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't the greatest student, so he gave up his spot. So I took his seventh man spot oh, for state. Wow. So it was tough, but his family's still around. I we talked to them and it's really just kind of like remembering his memory. Yeah, absolutely. He was promoted. He was promoted. Promoted, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Truly, he was promoted. And and it's it's really a blessing to be able to see um how someone can be a vessel yes. in your life and right. how God can yeah. send someone to be able to play such a pivotal role and sometimes Absolutely. we don't know it in the moment, right? right. So like, it may just, oh, it's just, just, just this cross country season, but that moment on how that it can have an imprint on life and on the future, uh, it's beyond like just that moment. So I just, I love that you shared that. Thank I you. think Thank you. that right there is what it's all about, right? Mm-hmm. It's about being able to be a rainbow in the clouds for somebody else, but allowing someone else to see hope to see that there's that that there is something brighter that they can achieve something better or that they can feel better and it's bigger than just the emotions that they feel right, right. today yeah where we are because we can we all can feel stuck mm-hmm. and it's i mean the accepting of the challenge and just kind of looking back on it in hindsight you, you know you're just like yeah I, I can't believe i was so down in the dumps and you know you look at back at it and like wow i i achieved that and all of those things so you know i want to i want to Again, you guys were thanking me, but I want to thank you guys and congratulate you guys for, you know, seeing that in me and just congratulating you guys on all your successes. And one of the things I want to congratulate you on is this cover of Scottsdale Health, because this is something that I am very excited for you guys about. This is a definitely a, a game changer for both of you. And so what was this experience like for you guys just being acknowledged and, and recognized in this manner, especially from the local community? Um, to say that our hearts are full isn't even enough of the gratitude that we can really give, not only to the community that has supported us, but also the allies that were behind this entire um, cover, you know, from Nicole Maiden to James Patrick to Letitia Fry. I mean, we had so many people in our corner that wanted to see us be successful. Yeah. And the interesting part is a lot of people don't know that, you know, they look at this and it's like, oh my gosh, you guys might, that must've just happened last month. Like, no, this <laughs> no. was a year in the making, you know, this was yeah. from going to a conference called Fitposium that James Patrick threw and um, talking to other editors there and, and talking to them and seeing like, Hey, you know, pitching yourself, literally like yeah, you're but- pitching your story to them. No, no, I, I was going to p- just piggyback on that and just say how um, humbling it was. Yeah. So the day, and this is just kind of a testament to always giving your best mm-hmm. and not being focused, n- not having your vision just on where you are, but keeping your vision, vision vast mm-hmm. on where you want to go. And mm-hmm. so to be completely transparent, when we went to the conference where we actually got a chance to like pitch ourselves and meet the editor of the magazine. Yeah. Um, so 
well, for one, his feedback was like, I met with 200 plus people. You were, the, you and Deanna were the very best. We were <laughs> yeah. one of the only husband and wife teams, like your energy. And we met with him at the very end. Wow. So he's been meeting people for like two and a half hours. Yeah, and to stand <laughs> out like that. And, yeah. and, we, and we were just being our authentic selves. Yeah. But what I think is the, the really the, the kind of the hidden thing that people don't know about it. And it's not even in the article. When we went and did that interview. <sighs> Um, we didn't have, we had to choose, like we didn't have money for food. Like we were running our business, but we literally invested, we were bootstrapping, yeah. Yeah. invested everything into the business. Like, you know, borrowed money, you know, from, you know, loved ones, like to get the business started. Sure. And so we literally were there at the event and like we had packed food, which was like some of our last food that we had in the kitchen at the time. Spaghetti always. Spaghetti, like, you know, it, was, it was like <laughs> legit, like spaghetti. It's like, we're going to heat up our food at the conference because we didn't have any, like there's zero spare cash because yeah. Yeah. we used the extra cash to to get gas because we had to drive all the way there. So like we're in this moment where we could be looking at it from the glass half empty is like, right. well, gosh. Oh, gosh, we don't have, you know, we don't have the money to go get food after this. Right. Or, you know, right now, or is it worth investing into this business? Sure. We really left the conference feeling like we, to be honest, we felt like we, we failed. Yeah. Uh, at that point, we literally, because we, we didn't get the feedback right away. It was a year later. Yeah. So we literally felt like we failed because we're like, we went, we didn't get selected today. Mm-hmm. Like right now we have this business, we've helped people, but we were thinking about the fact that what we didn't have. Mm-hmm. And so just to think about the fact that like mm-hmm. we made it to the cover, but it was through the struggle. It was through us believing. It was through even having like loved ones, you know, mm-hmm. some family members that like thought it was just a hobby. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so like having to like prove them wrong. Right. So there were <laughs> yeah. so many things and emotions. So to see that dream become a reality for us and the people that have helped us get there is like, it's still surreal. It is still it's surreal. It's still surreal. Like it's, when we literally look at it, we're just like, wait, who is that? We, yeah. We have one on our coffee table and I'll just be walking by. I'm like, who's that? Who's, who's, that? who's that? Who are those two? Who are those two people? Who's that? Yeah. So it's, it's definitely, it's surreal, but just to see the, the outpouring of love from mm-hmm. people on social media and just also, you know, text messages, phone calls, things like that. It was, um, truly warming of the heart and it really just again another like you said it keeps you going yeah. it keeps you motivated it yeah. like fills up you know filling up our love tank right yes. or it fills up our, our our like our motivation tank to just keep going and it's yeah. like no you know even though you thought that you know you were in your business in a certain way this and the love and everyone's showing you like you are doing so much more than what you think mm-hmm. and i know for us that was something that um we still are just again. We look at it and we're like, "Who's that?" Yeah, who's that? It's, it's That's incredible. This is God's grace. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's two things that I kind of want to go into, and I'm going to go with the more serious one right now, and then we'll finish off with like a positive one. Um, one of the things, or two of the things that are most in the news today, one is the COVID-19 and just kind of fighting against the pandemic, but the other one is the fight for racial injustice. And you guys are a black-owned company, and um, I mean, just I just want to get your perspective on what you guys have been going through and just kind of um, speak on that level of like, there's a lot of things that people are fighting for and, you know, equality and things like that. Um, For you guys, where is your fight in that? Just kind of going off of what have you guys been through or what are you guys fighting for as part of that kind of, I I don't know. It's just something that comes up routinely in the news and things like that. And I feel like a lot of people are affected by it. I mean, I just want to show that the community is backed um, for you and by you guys. Yeah. That, that means a lot. It does. I think the one word that comes to my mind is definitely unity. Um, I think unity first, um, and that even goes into um, some 
a collaboration that we're doing with uh, State 48 as well. Yeah. It actually does benefit ICANN. So $10 awesome. from each shirt. Um, and it's you can see it on their website, State 48's website. So a black fist, yeah. um, but it's supposed to, sh you know, symbolize unity. It also is suppo um, supposed to show that you're taking a stand for unity specifically here in mm -hmm. Arizona. Um, yeah. So that's something for us that we are 100% behind. And not only does it support and show that you're taking a stand, but then $10 of each shirt goes to ICANN. And so, awesome. you know, people don't realize that even $50 can be, you know, a week's worth of um, materials and showing kids how to um, start and finish a project in their community garden. That's $50. So just five shirts sold does that. So things like that, that we've really got behind. Um, I know unity for me is one that I can think of. Yeah, I, I love that you said unity. And I think that really using our voice now more than ever, yeah. um, being able to have, you know, an area on our website where we have take action, mm -hmm. where we can talk about what's going on. I think for a lot of people, this has been in a time of awakening mm -hmm. yeah. um, and realizing, you know, what side of history do I want to be on? Yeah. Right. Do Absolutely. I want to be on the right side or do I want to be on the well, side where, yep. mm -hmm. you know, in our opinion, it's not equality, so it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so there's a couple of things that really jumped out at us. And so the first thing that we wanted to do when we saw the murder of George Floyd, we wanted to see, okay, we're seeing the national scene on right. how mm -hmm. there's racial inequality and, and unrest but then we're also looking at from a local perspective, Arizona, mm -hmm. how how are we, where do we rank or where do we fall mm -hmm. when it looks at the equality aspect and what we're doing um, to combat that? And so one thing that that Deanna and I, um, just as far as research, I don't know if, if you knew this, but there's four cities. So the four cities in the top 10 for the most um, homicides or, or murders committed by police. So people killed by police mm -hmm. for the top 10 cities are in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Wow. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. So Phoenix, Tucson, Mesa, and Scottsdale. Mm -hmm. So if you could imagine, these are, this is all the states, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So for us to be one state and have four of the top, top in, the, yeah. Yeah. in the nation, and then to have, you know, Phoenix police department has fired their weapons last year, more than any other agency mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. nation. Yeah. So that means more than, you know, FBI, like mm -hmm. this is more than, anybody, even forces that are much bigger. So yeah. I think it also says when you look at kind of where we are with our black and brown brothers and sisters, are our lives being valued right. mm -hmm. the same as every other, as, as other lives? Absolutely. And I think that for us, it's figuring out where do we fall into, are we, you know, cause I think everyone is at a place where they're trying to figure out where do I fit, right? How do I use my voice? Is it on social media? Mm -hmm. Am I on the front lines with, you know, with a sign protesting? Am I using my influence in my business right. or my network right. mm -hmm. to be able to do things behind the scenes that create lasting change? Yeah. And so I think all of those things, we've been trying to take a multifaceted approach and mm -hmm. look at right. how can we help in all of these areas or look at how we can use, you know, our network or, or the networks that we've, cre you know, created them, how can we create change and help? Absolutely. And so I'm glad that you mentioned Deanna State 48 because, you know, having an ally like Mike and the State 48 team mm -hmm. where they're like, how do we show that we're on the right side of history? Yeah. And I feel like the more that we can have our, you know, our, our white brothers and sisters that are like, I want to be an ally. How do I help and stand with the Black Lives Matter movement or with, you know, racial equality, mm -hmm. right? The more that that happens, I think the conversation starts to to go into other rooms yep. that me and you may not be in. Right. Being like, exactly. We may not be in the room. There may be no minorities in the room, right. but someone has to say, well, hey, did you see this? Mm -hmm. Did you exactly. see what happened? Like, mm -hmm. that's not okay. Yeah. Or how do we combat this? Mm -hmm. And what do we do? So I think 
looking at it from that approach is, I, I think, what's really helped us mm -hmm. um, and raise awareness, talk to other people, use our voice, have conversations with other organizations. Yeah. And then the collaboration, one thing I love about what happened with State 48 is that not only is I can the beneficiary with $10 per shirt, but the collaboration is actually with a Black-owned business mm -hmm. based in Chandler, Black Luster, which Stephen Cohen is the founder, being able to support a Black-owned business. So State 48 is not making money off of yeah. the right. shirt. It's to collaborate with a Black-owned business, which I think is exceptional, is the first mm -hmm. step. And then also to have a, a organization that's predominantly Black and Brown boys and girls mm -hmm. that are now beneficiaries of the proceeds mm -hmm. uh, is amazing. And our goal is to have this to be a continued campaign where it's not one shirt, one statement, but it's a continued impact mm -hmm. where we, there's other organizations, there's other awareness being, conversations you know, other being conversations had. being had. And it's that's a ripple really effect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we want to start the ripple effect and just be a part of the change absolutely. that we want to see. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. I know, I know it's a, sometimes it can be a tough question to ask, but I feel like, again, we need to have these conversations absolutely. and that's what I'm trying to do is my little bit of change for me is being able to ask that question first off. And that's the easiest thing that I can do. But two is just, again, adding more people and more um, different voices to our podcast as much as we can, as, as, as possible, as much as we can as possible. So, you know, thank you guys again for coming on. So I'll switch it up yeah. uh, one more time for you. And you guys, it kind of leaned into my next question is your collaboration with State 48 and how you guys um, met Mike and what, what was that like? Because we've actually interviewed um, all of them. Um, oh, all, awesome. Yeah. So it was back in the day when there was three of them. So it was, uh, one of the brothers has now kind of moved on and, and, and decided to go his own path. But um, meeting all three of them and connecting with all three of them and, and interviewing them is just incredible because I know their story about, you know, how they grew up in Chandler and just how they became friends. And the two of them were brothers, but it's like, it's incredible to, to see a community based business like this flourish. And I wanted so badly to understand their story and where they came from. And so I love those guys. I love their business. I have You'd be amazed how many State 48 shirts I have in my closet. I, I like literally, it. I have a collection. Like I have some ones that you won't even realize. Like it's one of their like least. Like a vintage? So I have a vintage one where like it wasn't screen printed. It's like pressed, like oh, like, yeah. like vinyl press. Oh. On top of which, I also have uh, one for a business that like, it's a law firm, like a big brown law firm oh out in uh, Chandler. And he just did it for his own business. But I was like, dude, give me one. Because we did a podcast with him. I was like, give me I one. So it. I'm starting like the secret State 48 yeah. shirt collection. <laughs> you, got sure. you got a stash. Oh, yeah. awesome. I have like, I want to say I have like 10 of them so far right now. That's awesome. Yes. No, that's awesome. The more, the more, the better. Yes. Yeah. I, like, I, like, I love those guys. No, totally. <laughs> yes. and, and, and they're great people. And, and I, we love the fact that they were always giving back. Yes. And so um, really interesting. It, it really was community, like in, in collaboration over competition. And so um, since I graduated from Chandler, I always feel like I want to give back. So the past like five yeah. years, since I've been back in Arizona, I've been volunteering, going back, talking about leadership and things like that with the players and the team with the varsity program. Yeah. And so the principal, he just accepted a new role, but Larry Rother, the former principal of Chandler, mm -hmm. um, he was always just how grateful he is to have, you know, couple fit involved in the things that we're doing. And he's like, hey, do you know Mike from State 48? He's like, have you guys connected yet? Because we're both alum. He's like, you guys need to connect. So he literally connected the dots. Awesome. And that was a couple years ago. And, you know, fast forward, we really didn't know when or how the, like, a collaboration would come about. It was truly just 
creating yeah. a friendship, a relationship, getting to know each other. For sure. And just from there, this opportunity came about. And, and if you could kind of envision, we meet Mike separately. We've been working with ICANN for the past like mm -hmm. several years. And then yeah. this bridge happens where we're able to uh, bring them together. And we've already raised over, I believe it's over $2,500 yeah. for ICANN. Yes. It's right now, if you go to their website, I, I got a link from Mike today. It's like top seller is ah, the Unity yes. show. Yes, Unity. I love and it. So we're, we're so excited to be able to do that with ICANN. And then there's opportunities with State 48's foundation and then ICANN's mentorship yes. to be able to even do more there. So we're just really excited to just grow absolutely um, the change and the impact with state 48 so that's a little bit of like the backdrop there i really do appreciate you guys like sharing that story and one of the words that or the statement that i want people to understand is community over competition and that's what we're about here it's especially yes. bringing in such a diverse group of individuals and businesses again i want to thank both of you for coming on our show and we're reaching the end here but i kick it off to you guys during the end part to promote yourselves um, let everyone know where they can find you online all your social media handles take it away go ahead perfect so you can visit Visit our website, www.couplefit, C-O-U-P-L-E-Y-F-I-T.com. Um, there you'll be able to find our podcast, The Magnetism of Optimism. You'll also be able to find free health downloads to help you and your um, partner feel better. Nice. As well as our Swan Daily Journal. So that we were talking about the sleep, water, activity, nutrition. You can actually track that every day. Wow. So you can see and get um, that progress of you feeling better. As well as some of our favorite kind of health products are on there as well. Um, and then uh, you can find us on Instagram at Couply Fit, so C O U P L E Y F I two T's, and then <laughs> on Facebook it's going to be Couply Fit one, and Twitter it's Couply Fit. And then every Monday you guys do something special on IG, right? You guys yeah, every Monday we do um, a Couply Fit family meeting. We like to call it where we just get everyone together, kind of um, our our friends and family. We like to call them our our audience, and and we really just talk about updates that's going on with us, and then kind of what's going on with them. Like how are you guys doing during COVID? Any way that we can help you? Nice. You know, we really try to make and build a, a community that people can feel comfortable and safe in. Awesome. Yeah, I, I really do. Again, you guys have an incredible passion for health and wellness, and I. I hope that everyone can hear that in this in this conversation that we've had together. Um, so I really do respect you guys and appreciate you guys for coming in and what you guys do, and especially being uh, connected with State 48. I can't say no to you guys. You guys are awesome. <laughs> we didn't even know awesome. that when we wore our State 48 yeah, shoes. So. And you're wearing matching shoes. Yeah, Let me just say that. Two can do it. This is my first pair of pants. I'm excited. Yes. And so before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear us at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to uh, connect with us. So connect us all through social media at Finding Arizona Podcast. That's easy. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all under Finding Arizona Podcast. Last but not least, if you want to become a super fan, there is a place for you guys to go do that. Patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast. We have bonus content for you. And next up, actually, these guys are going to go through the challenge. It's called our fine examination. 50 questions where we fill up with fun with our guests of the week. So hopefully you guys are ready for the challenge. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we do like challenges. We do. Yeah, it's rapid fire. It's fun. I promise you guys will have a great time. So okay. that is the end of our episode. We want to say good night to all of you listening. Thank you so much. Go ahead and say good night to everyone listening. Good night, everyone. We appreciate you tuning in. We are so excited to be building community, shedding uh, love, light, joy, and happiness. Awesome. Good night, everybody.